You're listening to WGSR, bringing hope and comfort to the world, 24 hours a day. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to this edition of God Stories Radio. This is session uh, 296. It sure is. I'm Fritz. And I'm Tina. What's going on out there? I see Jazzy and uh, Tracy Fagan. Hey, guys. Hey, Jazz. How are you? Tracy. What's going on? Hey, do you guys know any nurses? Because if you do, you know, please share the link because I'm going to tell a story tonight and we're going to just honor nurses. Yeah, and Jazz says that her brother is a nurse. Well, we want to honor him, you know. Even if he listens after the fact, we can uh, we can shout him out and thank him for everything that he does. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Cool. Very cool. Well, what's going on over there? I am just in this position of gratitude right now. Right? Yeah. Like, I really am just resting in how grateful I am. Woo. Just Amen to that for God's mercy and kindness and love. And I didn't have to do anything for it. He just gave it to me. I know. And there's no catch. No catch. You're not paying not, for it over time. And no, I didn't have to do anything to earn it. It's just, here you go, Tina. It's a beautiful thing. Wow. Yeah. Woo. That's a thinker. Uh, it's just so cool. Um, it's very I, cool that we can just kind of rest in that. Yeah. And you know, it's, I feel like it's almost a little bit of a new experience for me. And I'm not just, I'm not trying to say I'm never grateful. I am. I'm always grateful for that. Oh, but we're human. I mean, we have our, we have our days, but this is different. It's yeah. all that I can say. Like, I don't know that I can do a very good job of putting some kind of context around it for people. Well, I think the Bible does. I think the Bible talks about it being, you know, the peace that passeth all understanding and you can't explain it. Yeah. I think it's, it's different for me this time because of like how deep it runs right now. Whoa. That's true. Just running from the spirit. Mm. I just feel so grateful. I know we've uh, we've gotten to witness some things on a personal level that uh, have have a tendency to grow our our gratefulness, our spirituality, and many other things. Absolutely, you know. I really feel like we should open this session up with some prayer. What do you think? Let's do it. All right. I think you should lead the prayer. Father, I just thank you for every breath you give us. And I think that you're drawing us to that level of consciousness of your presence. And I thank you for that, Father, because there was a lot of people last year that didn't get the chance to breathe the last breath for you. And they didn't get the chance to tell their loved ones how they felt. And I just, I'm grateful, Father. And I thank you. And I thank you for our listeners. I thank you for the folks that are on Mixler right now. And I hope a, a ton more join us. I really do. 
because tonight is about gratitude and tonight is about honoring those folks that give unselfishly. In fact, they, they give everything. I've witnessed this and I ask for an extra special blessing on the nurses in our community and the nurses all over the world that are fighting against disease and the clock and exhaustion. I pray for them, Father. Give them supernatural strength. Yes. Lord, bless them the way you did me. Undeservingly. You love me despite me. Thank you for all that you do, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what you're about to do through this show and through the people that are listening right now. I ask that you touch them right now where they are in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We worship and praise you in your mighty name. Amen. 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 Oh, yeah. Good prayer. I liked it. Fantastic. Well, um, this one's all about you, babe. I, well, it's good, sort of. Yeah. It involves me. <laughs> well, you know, I'll just, I'll just open with a story and then we can, we can talk about it a bit. Sounds and maybe some, some more people will, will have been on Mixler. Maybe we'll have some other nurses join us. Maybe, maybe not. And even if you're not a nurse, don't be afraid. Yeah, or yeah, shy to, exactly. To give us your feedback, your comments, your thoughts. Um, it's always welcome. You guys know is. that. Yeah, and we like we like you guys to interact with us that way. Amen. Because it makes for um, a more robust show, and it you might have a way of saying something that somebody else needs to hear. So Ooh, there you go. Yep. Mikey was here, he'd say, amen to that. <laughs> oh, Mikey. Thursday night. Thursday night. I went, walked into the Publix over by my new work, and I saw Columbia, Colombian Supremo, Supremo yeah. on sale for buy one. I think it was buy one, get one. Oh. And I just, oh, my heart broke. I'm just like, Mikey. Yeah, he'd have been all over that. Yeah. He'd have been telling me, Fritz, the coffee's on sale. Yeah. Colombian Supremo, the official coffee of God Stories Radio. Yeah. I I toyed with the thought of buying some, but I Oh, just you should have. I just couldn't do it. It's I, just I not know. The I same. get it. I get it. Yeah. I really get it. Maybe we'll <laughs> ride over there together and uh, buy some in remembrance and Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. I would love that. Absolutely. All right. Well, so you've been through some interesting things. Yeah. I, uh, as you know, some of you don't know, but um, as my wife, you certainly know that last year I contracted, well, back up the film, I had to go into the hospital for a heart cath because they just, it was a routine thing, allegedly, and they found a 90 percent blockage 90 percent in what they call the Widowmaker or the LDA which LAD, is yeah. LAD yeah I always do that but that's serious because we had just lost uh, 
a friend of ours and a bass player and at the church and he was just watching TV and he keeled over and his wife looked away just long enough, looked back and he was gone. So that widow makers, uh, I, uh, implore any man out there, especially men, mm-hmm. you know, if you're, if you're pushing 50, have it looked at, mm-hmm. have it looked at. So anyway, I went into that. They found the blockage. They placed a stent. And then I spent uh, a couple of days in the hospital and they were hesitant to pull the sheath, which is the catheter that goes in your leg. And that's how they do that. But they wouldn't pull it because I'm on blood thinners and whatnot. And that thing's in a pretty serious vein. So I laid in pain on my back for, gosh, how many hours? 48 hours. It was a long time. I mean, I was in excruciating pain. I I have bad scoliosis in my back and I had to lay on my back the whole time. And my wife is listening to me cry like a baby and beg. And they finally knocked me out. I don't know what they did, but they knocked me out. I waked up, woke up. The next morning (laughs) I woke up and they did finally pull the sheath. Mm -hmm. Okay. Long story short, I contracted the... Delta variant in there and uh, came home just long enough to get sick and go back. And thank goodness my wife is uh, a trooper because uh, she wasn't going to let me. She was watching my, went out and bought a pulse ox meter. If you know what that is, it goes on your finger and measures your oxygen level. And once it got below a certain amount, she says, let's go. I had no choice. So I got there and I spent five days in the emergency room. That's how slammed they were. This was probably in where that was maybe August, August that time. Yeah. July, August. Cause I think you went into the hospital August 2nd. Yeah. And it, this was just the absolute ballistic period for COVID. Mm-hmm. I mean, that hospital was rampant. It was, um, I just, there was just no room in the end, put it that way. Mm-hmm. So I spent five days in the emergency room mm-hmm. and, um, that will humble you mm-hmm. when you, you know, have to use a portable urinal, you know, in front of people and stuff like that, but won't get into all that. But anyway, after five days, I did get a room mm-hmm. up on the second floor. And, um, it was, uh, I'll, I'll never forget it. It was overlooking the atrium in the front of the hospital. And I could see the women's center through the atrium from my bed. I'll never forget it. Why that scene is so vivid for me now I know is because I, uh, had to go back to the hospital this last week for three days. And I'll get to that in just a second, but that Delta variant was no joke. I mean, it ripped my lungs to shreds. And I went from, you know, just feeling great to barely breathing. And I recovered somewhat in there, but <coughs> I, uh, I'll never forget, I told the caseworker to just you know, send me home. I said, give this bed to somebody that really needs it. 
you know, send me home and it'll be what it's going to be. But at least I'll be with my family. And I came home on, and you nurses uh, will appreciate this, but I, I came home on 20 liters of oxygen and, and two, two tanks. There was only one hospice company in town that really could accommodate me, but they did. And I got a really, really good team between yes, the, the nurse that came to the house and the um, respiratory, therapist. respiratory therapist that I had. And then the on-call doctor with, mm-hmm. with uh, I'm just going to say it was Vitas. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I love them. And if they ever listen to this, um, I'm going to sing their praises because they really, really took good care of me. Yeah, they did. They did. And their team was awesome. Like, yep. You know, even the nurses that were checking in, I, they checked in constantly, constantly. Constantly. I was getting calls from so many calls, actually. I mm-hmm. I, I, I couldn't take them all. Mm-hmm. But, but wow, I mean, it was follow-up for the follow-up. And that was wonderful. And I stayed on that oxygen probably, what, four months or uh, so? No, before? no, more like two months. We started to wean off and... Yeah, You know, uh, every couple of days we'd turn it down a little bit. I'd get stronger and get stronger and stronger. It took and a f- while before we could even start turning it down. Oh, yeah. When and then we first home, that was probably the scariest. That was the scariest part. Yeah. yeah that first night was was awful. And uh, I was so scared I couldn't sleep and you didn't sleep. So I, I'll never forget. We stayed up and watched a movie the whole night. <laughs> and uh, bless your heart, you had to go to work. But you were there for me, and I think uh, I was happy to be there with you because we, I was in isolation for 15 days and then five days in the emergency room. So that tells you basically how long my, my stay was in the hospital. But while I was in that hospital, I got amazing, amazing care. Yeah, and they, I got they really to, are amazing. I got to know those nurses um, by name, and um, I never, as bad as I felt, I never uh, resisted a minute to say a kind word to them, and some of them didn't even know how to receive it because you know they that was they were up to their eyeballs and work. Yeah. They didn't know. Uh, well, they're always run off their feet. They don't have time to process stuff like that. They just no. They have their job on their mind, and they're yep. in there to do a task, exactly, or several tasks, and then move on to the next task. Exactly, and that's kind of what was happening. But a lot of times, I would take the the most hardened ones, and there was some I could pick out. I didn't get names, but I thought, you know, really, I'm good. This is a challenge. And as bad as I feel, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna break it down, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna get to them, so to speak, in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And I did, and I constantly uh, just drown them with kindness and love. And a lot of times, they would just come by the room to take a break from doing everything else and and talk to me. Mm-hmm. 
and it's nothing special. Uh, I'm not taking any credit here because it was all the anointing of the Father, and it was there for a purpose. But anyway, um, I got really close to a lot of the nurses that were on the floor mm-hmm. be- because I was just nice. I was just nice. And I didn't know what was going on. Um, I found out more actually this visit, but, you know, because I was sick then and I was just trying to to recover. So they sent me home and the the recovery process wasn't easy, but I finally, they made me a a leash long enough where I could sit outside. (laughs) I think that thing was, I think that oxygen (laughs) thing was like 50 feet long. (laughs) Yeah. And I would go sit outside and get some sun and on that oxygen and the neighbor would walk over and visit. Yeah. I could, I could talk a little bit, you know, without coughing and hacking. And, yeah. <clears throat> but just to give you guys an idea, when he was in the hospital, uh, I would call him every day, FaceTime with him. And he could only talk uh, for about three minutes, three to five minutes. Five minutes was the max. And then he was out of breath. He couldn't speak anymore. He needed to get off the phone and just focus on breathing. And just, I mean, it was bad. It was really bad. And when he came home, you know, he was, I think you were released on eight liters from the hospital, but it just didn't translate the same when you came home because it was like, you know, we had the two machines and we had them both on eight and it wasn't enough. And then we found out later that's actually 16. And we're like, oh, and then the respiratory therapist is like, you need to turn it all the way up as high as it's going to go on both of them because he needs it right now. He's struggling. Um, and she could just tell from looking at you that you needed it. Um, so, you know, it's um, it's scary going through something like that, watching somebody you love just try to do the basic things of of breathing and getting through the day. Um, you know, when they're such a or normally such a strong, healthy person, um, an independent person, um, and it can change really fast. It really can. And uh, thank you, Mike, for, for sharing the, the link. And I definitely want to see if um, if Marnie would come on and be our special guest sometime and talk about what she does. And because uh, my heart uh, just really goes out to these ladies and, and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. I've had male nurses before that were incredible. Yeah. But back to the story. Mm-hmm. So I get home and. Eventually, I recover enough to get my wits about me, and then pretty soon, I'm I'm forced to go back to work. You know, not being paid. Mm-hmm. So, I did the best I could. I started back to work. Now they gave me a light load, and everything was good. But my office is upstairs, and I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> that was something in itself. Yeah, See just- me huffing and puffing up those stairs. Yeah. And then the copier and the printer is downstairs. But wouldn't you know, I mean, Terry, who runs the front desk, she would hear that printer go off. And if it was mine, she'd run it up to me. Oh, bless her heart. 
And then I just had folks that were, that were praying night and day from that church and, mm-hmm. and, and my brothers from the battle podcast and, and, uh, Mike, uh, we call him the Mainer because mm-hmm. <laughs> he's from Maine. You know, <laughs> I just know all those guys were, were praying and, uh, Tracy, thank you. And, uh, I know you were, you were in the fight with us as well. And yeah, really was. appreciate that, uh, so very much. So anyway, we'll put that aside and just, uh, fast forward to modern day. I, uh, have been having heart palpitations almost to a level where they're affecting my lifestyle and they're affecting my sleep. And finally I had to do something about it. I did start some natural remedies that were suggested and, and it helped. Okay. It helped. But this drug, I have what's called, um, the nurses will know what this is, and uh, it's PVCs, mm-hmm. which is the lower chamber of the heart. And I tell you, when that thing would beat, it like somebody dropping the bass mm-hmm. in my chest. And I, you can't sleep. You can't function. And the worst thing is it causes anxiety. Mm-hmm. I mean, major anxiety. I mean, to enough where they're trying to give me Xanax. You figure your heart is fluttering, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's going to set anybody like into an anxious type of mode. Just naturally, it's just a physical reaction. Yeah, and um, when I went for my last checkup, it was starting to occur every third beat. So it was almost like, if you know the song, click, click, boom. Uh (laughs) That's exactly what it was. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Like firing a revolver, boom, in my chest. And it just, between that and the anxiety and all of that, I was a wreck. Mm -hmm. I was a wreck, so... I went to see an EP, an electrophysicist, who's an electrician for the heart. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, you, you can, uh, we have a, a drug that we can try called Sotolol, but you'd have to be in the hospital for three days. Or we can do an ablation. But here was the catch with my ablation is because they, I have an artificial heart valve. They can't go up through the valve like they could a natural one. They'd have to go in, down, around, under. And what they suspected when they took a look at it was that when I had my heart valve fixed in 2010, I've had two open heart surgeries, that they sutured the valve uh, down lower, which might be causing irritation, which might be causing the PVCs. Mm. So he said that... uh, you know, I'd have to go to Shands to get that done. They weren't even going to touch me here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, well, I'll, uh, I'll opt for the pills. Well, I didn't at first. I had to think about it for a few months. <laughs> but after a few months of no sleep, I, uh, I said, oh, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So now fast forward to oh, yesterday because mm-hmm. I got home yesterday, right? Yep. You were discharged okay. yesterday. Discharged yesterday. I went in on Sunday. 
and they were busy and they said, I'm going to go right up to the second floor, room 229. Mm-hmm. And I went, and I had this feeling come over me like, oh, the second floor. I think that was the COVID floor. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. So they took me up there. And when I walked by the windows, you know, you look in people's rooms, you just do it. I don't know why you do it. You just do it. <laughs> Everybody does You it. can't stand it. You got to look in the door. <laughs> so I did. And I realized that my room was two doors down from the room I almost died in. <sighs> and I'm like, wow, this is... This is really surreal. So the first two nurses I had came in. They were really busy and very apologetic for, uh, you know, making me wait and this and that. And um, she said something about how her day was going. And I said, well, if you got a second, I'd like to tell you something that may cheer you up. She goes, oh, yeah? And then her assistant was standing there as well. And I said, last year, I was two doors down from where I am today, and I almost didn't make it. The Delta variant almost killed me. And their eyes got big. And uh, I said, they sent me home on 30 liters of oxygen and hospice. And here I am. And those nurses started to cry and to tear up. And the one nurse says, you know, it's not often we get to see one make it. She said, I've seen more body bags go out of here in 2021 than I've ever seen in my life. And she said, and this is the one that really ripped me. She said, the worst one was I took care of a 25-year-old mother of two. And I watched her whittle to nothing and pass away. And I'm like, you know, guys, I know I've lost friends and family to COVID as well. But I just want to encourage you that there's survivors out there like me. And don't think for a second that you didn't make a difference or that you don't make a difference and that what you're doing is frivolous. And they just both in tears and kind of left it at that. But the story started to circulate around the floor. And every nurse I had that came in said, I remember you. Wow. I remember you. You know, tell me your story. So I did, you know, and I just encourage people and I would have people just come in and, and sit down, you know, and, you know, tell me your story. You know, ever they just, they're hungry for encouragement. Yeah. They're hungry. And I, and I realized my purpose for being there was way more than me getting medication because the actual act of the medication and all the testing was, you know, uneventful. If I'd have just gone in there and just did that, it was no big deal. But I got to talk to all that nursing staff and I got to encourage them and 
let them know that they're valued and, and appreciated. And wouldn't you know that yesterday, the day I got released, the entire crew was at my door. And the nurse says, uh, can I give you a wheelchair down? Can I push you down? I said, no, I'll walk. I'm, I need to walk. I'm good. But wouldn't you know, she walked with me the entire way. And she turned to me and she said, Fritz, will you come back? And I looked at her real strange, like, and she goes, no, no, not like that. So we just come back sometime and talk to us and, and visit and stuff like that. And uh, I uh, was beyond touched. And I, I gave her a, a good big bear hug before I left and encouraged her again. And I said, I'll do that. I'll be back. So maybe you guys can put some ideas in the chat, what I can do. I was thinking of uh, maybe buying some pizzas or something and just taking them up there. and Yeah, have lunch with them, you know. Have lunch with them, yeah, or something. And uh, But I told, uh, I told every nurse, I said, you guys are the heroes. You guys are the true heroes. And I wouldn't be here today without you. And she told me that uh, as she was walking me out, that they had maybe 15 nurses <laughs> or so or more walk off the job because they couldn't handle it. I mean, I can't imagine the level of stress and pressure they were under. I mean, you figure they're dealing with that all day long for extended shifts because a lot of them were working two three shifts you know like way more than they're supposed to and then they have their home life that they still have to go home and deal yeah, with. yeah the one yeah. nurse that I, I spoke to a bunch that i had I had a small child at home and she said you know i i i got home and after my shift and of course the babies they they want your attention and then they don't sleep. And then she was running on maybe a couple hours of, oh. of sleep, maybe three, back on shift. And I'm like, how are you, how are you functioning? How do you do it? Because you know, a lot of these nurses have kids. I think the thing that struck me when I was visiting with you this time was the level of compassion that they have for their patients. Um, because they wanted to make sure you were okay. You know, like it was important to them to know that you had what you needed, even if it was just a glass of water or something, you know, that wasn't like a, an absolute need, you know, um, they, they were compassionate to your needs. Um, and I think that's, that says a lot about them 
right there because you already know how busy they are. But to take those extra steps to make sure that you have what you you need, you know, just to Um, make you a little bit more comfortable in an uncomfortable situation. And I think if you you uh, treat them like a human being instead of a machine, Mm -hmm. you know, like a do your job kind of thing Mm -hmm. and they're human beings doing a real job saving lives Mm -hmm. but they don't get treated like human beings in my opinion Mm -hmm. and i've seen them just been run ragged Mm -hmm. absolutely run ragged and i can't remember everything i said i know the lord gave me the words i know he did Mm mm-hmm he gave me the words to say, and I'm still on an emotional high from all of that. And if you're a nurse out there and you're listening to this podcast, will you please drop us a line? God Stories Radio at gmail.com. God Stories Radio, all one word, at gmail.com. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, it's God Stories Radio Tina, all one word, at gmail.com. And we would just love to have you on the show or local. You could even call in if you don't want to come to the studio. That's fine. But we'd love to hear your story. We'd love to hear your account of everything that went on. If you worked the mad rush of 2021, I want to hear about it. And we'd like to hear about the moments where God stepped in and did something too. Um, You know, it was such a difficult time, but I know that there are moments in there where God, you know, he's still there. Like even though those folks were being called home, there's still, there's still um, a message that he has, you know, for us in and through that. Well, I looked up a few stats Mm -hmm. for Lake County. And during the time that I was in the hospital, there were reported 84,610 cases. I'm going to say that again. 84,610 cases. In Lake County? Yeah, this is just Lake County. 1,506 deaths. 1,500. In the United States total, there were 3.4 million cases of COVID. Now, I don't have a death stat on that, but um, it was 21% higher than 2019. And there was an increase of 100,000 deaths in 2020. And in 2021, COVID killed 47% more than cancer. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So modern day, present day, there's reportedly uh, 6.2 new cases per day and a 4.3% positive test rate. But there's 67% 
ICU uh, utilization right now. So still a very high. Still very high. Utilization. Yeah, and that's not all COVID, though. That's, um, in fact, it's a pretty low number. The daily deaths are down to 2.9. Mm-hmm. And um, Lake County itself, the COVID vulnerability, we are 78% uh, higher than all U.S. counties. So that, that blew me away. That just absolutely blew me away. Those are pretty some some pretty eye-opening stats. I just wanted to read some of the comments that have come in through the Mixler chat. Uh, Maynard Mike, he said, Hey, everybody, I shared the link with my wife, who is a nurse, possibly in the same place where Fritz was at. And Oh, uh, I hope so. Yeah, and hopefully she's listening. Uh, he was trying to get her to listen live. So if you're on uh, Mike's wife, we are so grateful for your service that you perform, um, you know, just caring for people, taking care of people. We are so grateful. Um, yes, we are so grateful. And Tracy says, Tracy Fagan, Jesus, I thank you for keeping power bless Bless the the nurses nurses. amen amen to that and jazz says nurses are awesome yep they sure are and her brother is one so that's pretty cool um i'm praying for continued healing for you fritz in jesus name oh thank Thank you you so much jazz um mike you you are in no threat of losing your statistician job on the battle (laughs) i promise i was uh digging quite hard for those stats and you could probably have done it in like a little or no time. But, uh, I tell you the, the numbers don't lie. Yeah. And that was, uh, unbelievable. 83,000 people just, just here in our own back door. Yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's an eye opener. Yeah. I know wow. it was really bad in Lake County last year. Really bad. Like, Every place you turned, you know, you were hearing about somebody passing from COVID. So it was a tough time. And then, of course, um, just last year in general, just an incredibly difficult year. But our hearts go out to all of you who, um, you know, lost someone during that time frame or are going through an illness right now with a loved one or a close friend or a spouse or Anybody, mom, dad, son, brother, sister, daughter, um, you're not alone. You know, although people will fail you because they are only human, God will not fail you. He will not, I promise. Yeah. And it's, it's hard because we have expectations, but God is not here to meet our expectations or our wishes, or our demands. He has a plan for us, and the plan is for our good. And even though we experience painful things and we have to go through painful times, it's all working together to mold us 
into the creature that he wants us to be. Amen. And that brings us closer and more reconciled towards him for our ultimate salvation um, so that we don't end up living a life apart from him, but are reunited with him, um, you know, with our eternal life. I want to welcome Marnie to the show. Hey, Marnie. And that is Mike's wife from the Battle Podcast, and she is a nurse. Were you um, working the second floor while I was there by chance? Because I wasn't uh, fortunate enough to get you on a shift. But uh, love to have you on the show sometime, Marnie. Uh, just come and tell your story. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hello. Oh, this is awesome. I uh, I left that hospital crying like a baby. Yeah, I bet. It's a pretty emotional and powerful thing. And, you know, you look back on, <laughs> it hasn't even been a year yet. Um, I promise you, Marnie, I'm not pregnant. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. That'd be great. We'd love to have you on the show, too. We need a Tracy Fagan to fly out and be on the show, too. Yeah, definitely. She wants to come to Florida anyway. She yeah. does. I feel it. <laughs> Jazzy, where are you from? I don't think we know. No, I think we do know. Oh, we do know? I think so. I'm just trying to remember, though. I think she did tell us. I have to agree. Yeah. Um. But it uh, looks like uh, Marnie was on the observation unit um, when you were uh, in the hospital during that time frame. So. Ah. Hey, Tracy said she'll come. <laughs> awesome. I double Bring dog. It, I double dog dare you. <laughs> you got a place to stay. <laughs> that, that would be fun. You know, we have our 300th episode coming up. 300 episodes i know that's in four more shows what do you guys think we should do yeah have you got it oh jazz is from louisiana oh i guess we didn't ask you then jazz no I'm sorry oh you're so close she'd have to call in yeah i think they all should fly in <laughs> just have a a big show right here in the studio and number 300 and yeah yeah, absolutely. Uh, Marnie says, uh, what time? If it was the first round of COVID, I was floated all floated over. all over yeah. this. It probably was around the time of the first round of COVID because he started getting sick with COVID um, like towards the mid mid July. But he didn't get hospitalized um, until early August. Um, because what was happening, it was his oxygen saturation was going down um, and he was getting worse instead of better. And we didn't realize it was COVID at first because, you know, he had just gotten out of the hospital from having the the stent put in. We weren't really sure what was going on. We just thought he caught a sinus infection or upper respiratory infection. He's put on antibiotics, but he wasn't improving he just continued to get worse and worse. And so, you know, 
you give those antibiotics the seven days to try to yeah. to work for you. And then by that time, it's like, okay, why is this not working? Why are you still so sick? Why are you still getting fevers? You got fevers for, I think it was over nine days straight. Yeah, it was 2021, Marnie. And I was on the second floor. I was in uh, this last time yesterday. I was in 229. I want to say this was um, 227 maybe. or I go, They go odd or even, I'm not sure. But it's the room that overlooks the atrium and the through and the women's center. I can remember that. And that's how I knew which room it was. But uh, that was in 2021. But anyway, okay, well... Tracy's going to fly in, <laughs> and I think Jazz should fly in. <laughs> We're just going to have a big party, guys. We we are, man. We're going to invite Marnie and Mike, and maybe the Battle uh, podcast guys will come and celebrate with us. How awesome would that be? Episode 300, and then it was suggested that we maybe do a, a Zoom or a live show of some kind. So we're going to. I'll drive. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. 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 Well, we gotta, we're going to put together that and maybe do a live show. I don't know if you guys know, even know what we look like. Some of you do. We got uh, faces for radio. I, I'm not going to say that about my other half. She's beautiful. Inside and out. <laughs> even behind. Behind. Behind, I can't talk tonight. Behind a big microphone. Behind a big microphone is a great woman. Oh, well, thanks. I appreciate that. Said by me. <laughs> Scholar. <laughs> For every big microphone, there's a great woman. I'm just grateful you're here to say it. Amen to that. I'm so. grateful for all of you guys. Yeah, and I'm very grateful to all the nurses yes. and to Southlake Hospital. For Big all shout the, out. All the doctoral staff, all the nurses, um, you guys are you guys are amazing. Doctoral? And, yeah, I don't Is that know. a real word? I don't know. I just kind of went with it. Sounded cool. Yeah. Doctoral. Yeah. I just kind of rolled with that one. Um, but I just personally just... You know, being the spouse on the other side, I'm just so grateful that we were able to feel, uh, you know, as comfortable as you can feel in a position like that, knowing that you have a staff that you can rely on and trust with with the person that you love. Um, it's not an easy position to be in, but you guys do an amazing work and we're so grateful and we're so thankful. And I think what blessed me was the fact that they would take time to turn and tell me a story. You know, that made me feel uh, 10 feet tall. Yeah, it really did. When that poor nurse told me about the 25 year old and she started just I cry our eyeballs out and I thought, wow, I just, uh, what an experience and only the Lord could have set that up and I'm so grateful. Yeah. I just went back to my text messages from, 
from August, you know, right about the time that you, you know, were getting ready to probably get out of the hospital and you had lost so much weight. I uh, couldn't believe how much weight. Yeah, I was a number lost. two pencil when I got out of there. Yeah, it was pretty scary and just just so grateful that things didn't turn out in a bad way, that you're one of the, the blessed ones that get to come out on the other side and tell your story and give these um, heroes an opportunity to hear that there are people who make it, there are people who get to live their lives thanks to a lot of the hard work that they've done and yep. of course ultimately to the lord jesus christ you know it i'm here to pay it forward but uh i think marnie said wow hard to tell those symptoms after heart stent and not know if it's covid or heart related yeah it's it was a tough time it was a tough time and um luckily he has a great physician who um just knew the right things to do. And he told me, go out and get a pulse ox and monitor his, his uh, oxygen levels. Yep. And if they get below this, take him directly to the emergency room. Don't mess around. Go. Yeah. And um, no, Marnie, I wasn't there today. I was there yesterday. I got discharged yesterday afternoon. Yeah. And we are talking about two separate occasions marnie not to be confusing but a year ago he was in the hospital um with covid yep and then uh yesterday i was in the hospital getting the treatment for my heart i was there for three days so i got released yesterday but that's mostly what i'm talking about is that visit and how i was able to speak with all the nurses and encourage them and we were able to tell stories and I was able to pass out God stories, radio cards and things like that. But I just can't say thank you enough. I can't uh, appreciate that nursing staff enough and shout out to all you nurses and especially the nurses at, at, um, what do you mean that hospital? South Lake? Yeah. South Lake hospital. Yeah. And, uh, just hope to hear from a lot of you. GodStoriesRadio at gmail.com. If you'd like to be a guest or call in or tell your story, it's GodStoriesRadioTina, all one word, at gmail.com. Sounds like, yeah. Thank you. Uh, I had a, I can say brain fart on this. <laughs> It's okay. You can I can say, say it. Brain fart. <laughs> it's I'm okay. And it. you know, honestly, you've been through so much the last few days. Brain fart. <laughs> you've been through so much the last few days. Um, my, yeah, my head is uh, somewhere it doesn't belong. Yeah, it's understandable that you cannot grasp all the words. So, but we really thank you guys for hanging yes, out with us. Yes, and thank you, Marnie, for coming. Uh, on the show and commenting. Thank you to Tracy Fagan, who's going to fly in for our 300th episode. And uh, Jazzy, hold it down in Louisiana. <laughs> no. Oh, man. 
just really love you guys. And uh, it was great to be able to just share tonight and share my heart. Just a huge, tremendous shout out to all the nursing staff at South Lake and all the nurses across the country that work tirelessly to save lives. And even though sometimes they can't, it's out of their hands, they keep going. They keep going. And I love you and I appreciate you and I thank you so much. So you got any any closing words, babe? No, just, um, you know, we did have a guest scheduled for tonight and he was gracious enough to uh, allow us to reschedule him. So a big thank you to him. Um, he is yeah, gonna be Brent's awesome. And, uh, Brent we're gonna, Joseph. Yep. Brent Joseph. And we're yeah. going to have him uh, another time. And he was gracious to reschedule because uh, I just... I just felt like I needed to talk about this. I needed to share it. Yeah. And I didn't realize that we were going to do a show today. I thought we were canceling altogether. So, Brent, I apologize, but I gave you some wrong information. I thought he just wanted to rest. Um, but uh, I guess God put it on his heart to to do this. Yeah, this I had to do it. I, ha- I had no choice. So I'm no glad choice. he followed his heart. <laughs> Thank you. And today's... Uh, Bible study. I don't know if you do the the Bible app, but um, let's see. There we go. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit out of the mud and the mire, he set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. Hmm. Boy, is that apropos for me, I'll tell you, and, and for everybody, I hope. And uh, just want to encourage you, don't be anxious. Wait patiently for the Lord. I just found the room number you were in, room 231. Ah, well, maybe I wasn't on the same hall. I don't know. No, I was in 229. Oh, so I was the other way. Isn't that interesting? You got moved to a room 231, August 2nd. Of August year. 2nd. Wow. Yeah. Whew. That sends chills down my spine. Well, we're going to get out of here. We love you guys, and thank you for hanging out with us almost an hour. Um, we really, really appreciate it. And uh, I hope that all you nurses that listen to this show after the fact are blessed and know that we love you. And look, we take prayer requests, too. GodStoriesRadio at gmail.com, all one word. Please don't hesitate to send prayer requests. We love them. And we appreciate them, and we will pray for you. So thank you. All right. Well, that about wraps it up for session 269. 296. Oh, gosh. I did it again. (laughs) I did it again. That's okay. Jeez. (laughs) You can't, you know, you can't get a good host. I know. I know. (laughs) 
Just kidding. Oh. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> 296. I did want to mention, though, uh, check out our website, GodStoriesRadio.com. Mm-hmm. All one word, mm-hmm. GodStoriesRadio.com. Yep. And then just take a look around. You can listen to any and all past episodes there. Mm-hmm. And also there's a, a donate button if uh, God uh, pricks your heart to throw some change in the jar. Every little bit helps. We love it. It's tax season. So... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, we have to pay a bunch of money like the big boys, but yep. uh, we uh, appreciate all of you and we hate asking for money. We'll take the prayer. God will provide. He will. He always does. He does. Yeah, amen. Amen to that. Well, we all right, you guys. Thanks for hanging out with us and we'll catch you next time on God Stories Radio. I'm Tina. I'm Fritz. Good night. God bless. Bye.